month, okay? Uh, I talked about alignment with God last month, and we're going to go ahead and, and continue that on uh, this month. I focused in on the very first part that we talked about last month, and uh, I'm going I'm to get into the second part and really, even though I talked about it, I, I didn't uh, focus as much as uh, on the second part as I did the first part. And so let's look at uh, Mark chapter 4. And uh, we talked about being in alignment and the importance of alignment. Don't, don't bring me down. Let me see if I can just adjust because I need, I need that, if you would, please. Um, but we talked about, we talked about uh, the importance of alignment, that when, when you're at, your body's out of alignment, a lot of different things take place. Uh, you get grouchy. Uh, you know, your body's out of alignment, uh, things in your body start to hurt, uh, your feet can hurt, you can have headaches, you, you know, just a lot of different things. And, and what happens when, when all those things are uh, taking place and transpiring in your body, uh, you get distracted with it. You, you get distracted because your attention is more on, on the pain and all that's going on than what you ought to be focused in on. And so alignment is very, very important. And that's why alignment with God is very important. When we get out of alignment with God, things begin to hurt. Things begin to, to, to uh, get out of shape and it begins to bother us. And, and, and attitudes, have you ever had, because you're out of alignment with God, your attitude begins to just get a little, uh, you know what I'm talking about, a little stinky. It, it, it starts smelling, like smelling, your attitude starts smelling a little bit. Some of you know what I'm talking about because you might be there today. You know what I'm saying, right? And, and when you're out of alignment, there's a lot of things that can transpire. And so we've got to get into alignment with God because when we're in alignment with God, there's a supernatural peace that takes place. And Scripture talks about that peace. And that peace is, is uh, in, in Scripture, it's called shalom. And that peace uh, means a lot of different things. It doesn't mean just... Uh, being calm, although it does mean that. It means health. It means prosperity. It means completeness and wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And God wants that in our life. When we're at peace with God, we're in alignment with God, we can have that peace. But when we're not, our hearts start to condemn us according to Scripture. We have our heart condemning us, and, and then we, we end up uh, messing up even worse and doing things we wish we wouldn't have and, and ending up in places we wish we wouldn't have ended up. Right? And, and so we've got to get in alignment with God. And so we've talked about that. Being in alignment with God produces so much fruit in our life. And so really that's what we're going to look at in Mark chapter 4. So let's start with verse uh, 13, Mark 4. Jesus talking about the, uh, the sower sowing the seed. And he said, uh, do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. Verse 15 and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in their hearts. So we know that there's a, we, we have an adversary, right? How many of you understand that? He's out to kill, steal, and anything that has to do with God. So he doesn't want you to hear the word of God. He, didn't want you, he don't want you to hear even though you're hear, hearing you can be here, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, and you still not be able to hear. 
Because you're just so distracted by things going on in your old thinker, in your old mind. And so he comes immediately to steal away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. Get excited. Boy, praise God for the word. They get excited. They excited. How many of you have been excited about something until after a moment or a little bit, uh, trouble hits. And then all of a sudden, there goes that excitement. And so and we need to understand that uh, we need to keep that excitement. We need to count it all joy, even when we're in the middle of trials. And so, so it tells us here, they receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves, so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble or are offended, uh, King James says. Verse 18, it says, And these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things uh, enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. God wants fruit out of our lives. So, how do we have fruit? How do we get that fruit in our life? How do we align ourselves up with God, stay aligned with God, so that we're producing the fruit that God wants us to produce out of our life? Well, I believe verse 20 gives it to us. He says, these are the ones sown on good ground, who hear the word, who hear the word. Number one. Number two, who accept it. Number three, bear fruit. Some 30 some 60, some 100. So let's just look. I'm going to give you just a little bit re- quickly a recap of what we talked about last week. First of all, in order to be in alignment with God, we need to hear the word, right? We need to hear the word. We talked about that. I know that you, if you weren't here last week, you can go online and you can get it online and listen online. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And I, I don't have the time tonight to be able to just go over everything that I talked about. But I'm telling you that he, even though we're here today, that you can be hearing with your ears, but still not hear. You can be hearing, but not really listening. And I talked about that happens with my wife and I sometimes where she's talking to me. And, and, uh, and, and I might be shaking my head, yes, and then I'm going, I didn't hear a thing she said. Okay, I heard, but I wasn't listening. And so scripture, and I pointed this out last, last month, uh, that there's ways to hear that we need to land our ear, which means that we need to bow down and lean in to be able to hear what God's saying. We need to, we need to listen. We need to honor God's word. We have to have a love for God's word so that we are open to what he has to say. And so there's many things that I talked about last week uh, excuse me, last month that, uh, that I'm, I just want to just hit on just a, a moment. And that was, that was we, we've got to position ourselves to hear tonight. Tonight, even, even as was worshiping, you know, I just, there's some things that I heard. And, and you know, even, even coming up here and saying, hey, let's take some time to minister. It wasn't because it was just something that, hey, I had a good idea. I just really believed in my heart that this is what I should, should do. And I think it was right. Amen? Amen? And so we got to learn how to hear from God. There's a lot of Christians that think that they can't hear from God, but you can. Every Christian ought to be hearing from God. The Bible says that his sheep hear his voice. His sheep know his voice. 
And so we need to be hearing from God. It's not audible like I'm speaking. We need to, we need to spend time with God. Know God. That way we know his voice. Oh, I know you, Lord. I know your voice. I know what you're saying. And so, so let's position ourselves to do that. And, uh, and, and so anyhow. So the second thing that we talked about, we need to accept it. And I'm going to come back to that because that's what I'm going to focus on. Accept it. All right? But the third thing that we talked about is we need to bear fruit. And I think if the Lord, I believe this is what he's put in my heart. We'll see by the time he gets here next month. But I think I'm going to come and I'm really going to hone in on the bearing fruit. But today I want to back up and we want to talk about accepting. That we need to accept what God is saying to us. That word accept there also means to welcome. It means, it means not only to welcome, but to receive. It means to welcome and receive what God is saying. See, God's speaking, but not, we're not always welcoming what he's saying. You know, right now, I've got a transmitter that's transmitting this sound. That's what this is. This is a transmitter that's transmitting this sound, this, this, this uh, pack right here that I have on my side. And it's transmitting through this, this microphone to a receiver. Now that receiver, you can, you can actually program that receiver to, to align itself up with this channel. And when it's aligned with this channel, guess what? It produces. It produces a sound or it bears fruit. But if you get that receiver on a different channel, it won't pick up what's being transmitted. And then it won't produce fruit. How I many you understand what I'm saying? And see, there's a lot of people that are, are not on the same channel. God's transmitting, but they're not tuned in. They're not on the same channel. They're not picking up what he, he's saying. And one of the reasons they're not picking it up is because they're not welcoming what God wants to say into their life. They're not, they're not accepting it. They're not in a position to, to receive it in their life. And we need to get in a position to receive it. I think humility is one of those ways that we do that. I think when we're humble before God, that God, God, uh, we're, 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 we're positioning ourselves to receive from God. God wants us to receive from Him. He has things for us. Eye is not seen. Ear is not heard. The things that He has prepared for those that love Him, but by His Spirit, He has revealed it to them. That's what Scripture says. He has more than we could ever imagine. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could think or imagine we need to position ourselves to receive I, i'm thinking of a, a, a just uh man as i was preparing this I, i'm very careful not to point out some negatives I'm, i try not to do that but but man i i've, I've lots of images of different people that were that throughout the years had problems receiving, receiving from God, receiving counsel, receiving direction, receiving leadership in their lives, just receiving, just not positioned in that, in that way. I, I remember one person just had a problem receiving gifts. We would try to gift that person something, and they felt like if they received something for us, they'd have to give something back. And, and I'm thinking, man, you're, you're going to have a hard time with grace. Because you can't pay God back. <laughs> How many of you understand what I'm talking about? You, we just don't have the ability to do it. We, we, we just ain't, we're just not good enough. Yeah. 
And so this person struggled and, and, and really struggled through, throughout our relationship that we had together is because they didn't know how to uh, receive. But let me give you just some reasons why um, some people don't readily receive and, and accept and welcome God's word, what he's saying in their lives. I, I just jotted down some areas in our life and we're just going to focus on that for a while and then we'll see what God has to how to close this out, okay? I just, I just felt like tonight was going to be a special night. I think it already is. Thank you guys again, worship team, for leading us in worship. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, it just, I, I just thank God for the presence of God. But I believe one of the ways that, one of the reasons why people don't readily accept, receive, and welcome what God's saying is because of misplaced trust. When we place our trust in things and other than in God, Therefore, when God says something to us, we may resist it, sometimes even reject what God's saying. And the, the, the whole thought came to me of the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler, he came to Jesus, asked him what must he do to be saved, and they had this conversation. I think the rich young ruler at some point was excited. He's like, man, I got it. I got it, I got it, I'm doing those things because Jesus said, you need to do this, 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 this. And that rich young ruler said, man, I've been doing that since I was young. I'm, I've got it. I mean, I think he, I think he, I think he even had the, you know, he had the, he had it down. He just, you know, he was, he was just like, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to heaven. I'm got, I'm receiving the kingdom of God. I'm going to, I'm going to have it all. I think he was like that. And then Jesus says, he looked at him with love in his heart. Knowing that this rich young ruler still lacked something that was key for him to to receive from him. He says, one thing you lack, go take everything you have, sell it, give it to the poor, then come and follow me. Then go ahead and come and follow me. And the Bible says that he was sad at the saying. And walked away. There are scholars, there are uh, people that have, have uh, said that they believe that Jesus was looking at him as, as a replacement of Judas. Because he had some leadership abilities. He walked away not only maybe from, from being impacted eternally, but also just his purpose here on this earth. Uh, I don't know, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't f- fully see everything here, but, but nonetheless, I'll say this, that he walked away from something that God had for him. I think we can all agree with that, correct? Yes, he walked away from something that Jesus had for him. And it was because, it was because he had his, his trust misplaced in something else. Because the, 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 Disciples were astonished at what he was saying. It's like, can you believe this? They were talking among themselves. Can you believe that? It's like, then how can we be saved? Because, you know, Jewish people are rich. They're wealthy. They're known for it because God's blessing upon their life. And so it's like, how can we do this? And then Jesus replied and he says, how hard is it for those that trust in riches? Those that have their trust in the wrong place. How hard is it for them to be able to receive from me? Basically, is what he's saying. 
How hard for it is, is it for them to welcome what I'm saying? How hard is it for them to accept what I'm saying? When we have our trust in something that we shouldn't, some of us may have our trust in ourselves. And, and we just we just trusting our own abilities. And, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to disappoint yourself. You will. You're going to disappoint yourself because you're, you're never going to measure up. So, mistrust, misplaced uh, trust will, will, will keep us from accepting, welcoming, receiving what God has for us. God's wanting to speak, but that, that misplaced trust will keep us from it. Now, let me just say this, uh, because, because God has so much for us. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's the enemy, but sometimes it's the inner me. It's, the, it's what's going on in between your ears that's going to keep you from receiving from God. You're, you're thinking. The Bible calls it a stronghold. You can have a stronghold, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. talks about bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And you're going to have thoughts, and by the way, just because you have some negative thoughts, let me talk to you for that, uh, about that for just a moment. Just because you have some negative thoughts doesn't mean that you're, that you're uh, doing something bad or that you're in error. You're going to have some negative thoughts. You're going to have some thoughts that are not God thoughts. Have you ever thought about some stuff? I remember uh, it's been a few years that we talked about this, but I remember Bobby was up here and he was speaking, and I was thinking, man, I wonder what he'd do if I tackle him. Just a stupid thought. I wonder what he'd do if I just, I just tackled him. And, and, and so we have stupid thoughts. Obviously, I brought that thought captive. Because, because I, didn't, I didn't want to find out what he would do. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, just, I brought that thought captive and said, shh, shh, be quiet. Shut up. Shut up. Don't be, don't be thinking those thoughts. And, uh, and so anyway, you know, people because of wrong thinking. Bible tells us this in Romans 12. Let me bring it up. Romans 12, 2, it says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. God's will is it's good, first of all. It is acceptable. It's something that we, we need to be accepting in our life, and it is perfect. And so we need to receive God's word with meekness, according to James. Uh, that we, We're to receive it with meekness, humble. We need to receive God's word. And, 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 and because our thinking, our thinking, you know, if you think about this, all your thoughts are thoughts that have been gathered as you've been journeying through life. Whether right or wrong, they are thoughts that you have gathered from information that's been inputted to you. And some of those thoughts are not God thoughts. It's not the way that God would have you think. It's just not the way that God would have you think. And so we got to bring those thoughts captive. You know, we did a, a, a series on the Holy Spirit at the beginning of the year. If you were here, the God that I never knew and and we talked about the Holy Spirit, and during that Holy Spirit series, uh, one Sunday, uh, there was some people who walked right out. Just walked out. And the reason is, is because they've been taught something, 
could not accept what God's word was saying concerning them, even though it's gonna, it was said to be a blessing. Had two people, or at least one, that I'm, for, I'm, I'm pretty certain that they, they never came back after that Sunday. That were a part of our team, our dream team. Because it was just something in the past that they gathered, that they disagreed with, even though God was speaking to them, trying to speak to them. I'm just telling you, we all could be there if we don't watch it. And we we just got to realize that we are a product of the input of information that we have gathered through the journey of life. And we need to make sure that it's God's input and wrong thinking will keep us back from accepting, accepting, welcoming, and receiving what God has to say to us. And I'm telling you, God has great things for us. But we need to to have an open heart to what he has to say to us. I remember one person, he, he, bless his heart, until, I guarantee he gets cancer, he'll think differently. But I remember him, uh, he, he came and, and he heard that I was talking on healing, how God wants us healed. How people would not believe that God would not want them healed. He put healing in our body. If you don't believe me, I'll help you. Here, I've got a little knife and it's, it's dull as all get out. Kind of shaky. But I'll cut you if you'll let me. You might not be very smart, but if you'll let me, I'll cut you. And, and here, here's what will happen. Your body will begin to heal itself because God put healing in your body. God intended for us to, to walk in health, not sickness, not disease. I was sharing something similar to this, and this guy, it just bothered him. It, it just bothered him that I would dare to say that God wants us healed. Never came back. Never came back. Wrong thinking will keep us back from what God has for us. Again, we've got to be open to receive, welcome, accept what God's saying to us. How about a wrong perspective? This is another, another way that people, uh, that keeps people from receiving, accepting, and welcoming what God has for them. Wrong perspective. And, and the, the story that I have is Gideon. When, when the angel appeared to Gideon, he, he first appeared to him, called him a mighty man of valor. And Gideon, I'm, Gideon was like, Looking around, who are you talking to? <laughs> Mighty man of valor. I looked up that word valor. It means great courage in the face of danger. Great courage in the face of danger. And he's like, and he said, you, you can't be talking to me. He even said that. He says, man, look at my family. We're the least of all of, the, of Israel. And, and, and by, by the way, I'm the least of my family. And you're saying that I'm going to be a deliverer for Israel? And that angel says, it, you're going to go in and you're going to, you're going to overcome the, who was it? No, Mid, uh, Midianites. Uh, you're going to go and overcome the Midianites as if, as if you were one man. And we know the story that he, God backed, backed his army from 22,000 to 300. But initially, he had a wrong perspective of himself. 
and possibly a wrong perspective of God. And when you have a wrong perspective, it will keep you from receiving, welcoming, and accepting what God's saying to you. See, God's trying to all the time say, I've got some great things for you. You can do some great things. And and I, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And the first thing that you do is you look to yourself. You examine your weaknesses. You look at, at your flaws. You look at maybe possibly at your past where you failed and, and you, you did some pieces of stupid. And, and you say, there's no way. And I'm here to tell you, you need to change that kind of, that kind of perspective. Amen? Wrong perspective will keep you from accepting welcoming, accepting, welcoming, and receiving from God. Let me give you one more, and then I, I, I need to close. Uh, yeah, I wanted to give you two. I'll, I'll just quickly just tell you one, this one, and then I'll go on to the last one. Our flesh. Okay, our flesh will, I'm telling you, it poses God, it keeps, because your flesh don't want to do what God wants it to do, and and God speaks things, and you know, God's voice, it's not booming, it's just that still, small voice, and sometimes it's like, you know, and see, I'm I'm an extremely disciplined, disciplined individual, I mean, and that's because God's done that grace, that work of grace in my life, okay, I still pray for it, I'm still not where I want to be, but man, I, I'm pretty disciplined. And I don't, ever, uh, I don't ever leave an exit for me. If I commit to something, you ask my wife, I am. It's, I'm in it. I'm in. There's no, there's no, she'll never ask me, are you going to follow through? Because if I say it, it's done. And we may hurt getting it done, but we're going to get it done, right? And... Uh, and so anyway, every, every year we go to this pastor's, uh, this, uh, pastor's training once a year. Uh, Gateway puts on. It's called Connect and, and had that set up. And, and uh, something that we look forward to. It's just a one-day training. There's a couple of people there that's uh, cool people that were going to be speaking. I was really looking forward to it. And, uh, and so any, anyway, long story short. I uh, got up in the morning, and uh, I, I had this little sense we weren't supposed to go. And, uh, and because I'm disciplined, and I've disciplined my flesh to, to get the job done, get it done, get up and do. I, don't, I never consult my flesh. I always just tell it what to do, and it's going to do it. And, and so it knows to just push on. You understand what I'm saying? And so anyway, so we, we uh, got ready, got going heading over there. My wife's driving because I don't like driving. And uh, I was going to, she doesn't like driving in Dallas, so she was going to get on the outskirts and I was going to take the wheel from there. And So anyway, we're about an hour in and man, and, and we've been in this rain uh, season and it was just pouring and, and couldn't barely, and couldn't even see. And so she, she uh, asked if we could pull off and change drivers, found a station, went under the canopy, uh, uh, and, and I, we changed drivers. She went in, used the restroom, and while I was in there, it's just like it just kept on. And so when she came out, I said, "Lord, okay." I said, "Hun, we're heading back, not because of the rain, not because I didn't feel like it, just because I heard, I believe what God had me to hear, and I, I, I moved on it, and I got it done." I think in the flesh. Because I so enjoy this, I wanted to push on and get it done. 
And I know you did. <laughs> and I got halfway there. <laughs> I got halfway there. I don't know what I avoided, but I believe I did. I, I, to this day, I'm just convinced that I avoided something. That something was avoided, and I, made, I, I went back. Took me a little bit. Might be a little slow sometimes, but I'm worth waiting on, okay? All right? Last story. Uh, one other thing that I think that prevents us from accepting, receiving, and welcoming what God has for us is we're so wanting something spectacular that we miss the supernatural. Wanting something so spectacular that we miss the supernatural. And uh, I was thinking, I was praying about this uh, 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 last last month when we did this is around the the time where we were having this problem with crows that were coming and scratching our glass doors and I don't know what the deal was but they were scratching them and and I don't know if it's reflection that they see of themselves or what the deal was and and so I was asking everybody I asked Rusty I asked Bobby I asked I, I think, I don't know who all I ask. I ask people, do you know what to do? Uh, and so I, you know, I took it to prayer and I asked God, God, take care of this. Because they were scratching the windows. Took authority over those ugly, nasty looking things anyhow. They are. And, and, and you know, they kept, they kept coming back. And, that, and then they went from this door, the, the doors here to the front doors of the other building and the back door of the other building, glass doors, and they were all over the buildings. <laughs> and so one, one day, right, I think it was like right after, uh, no, it was right before this, the last month's message. I was just, I just, you know, I had already prayed and I asked God to just show me what to do. I, was, I did some research and really nobody really, I couldn't find anything. And so, so anyway, I went to, I went to uh, Tractor Supply. I didn't know if there was something I could put out there to kill him or what. I don't know what I was thinking. But I just, went, I just had it in my heart to go to Tractor Supply. And this is on the tape. This is going online. Woo. Anyhow, uh, I wasn't going to try to kill him. All right, I better make that statement. So I went to Tractor Supply. And, and so I'm looking around. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Catch crows, throw crows, deflect crows, anything like that. And so, so anyway, I, I asked this customer, I, I mean, I asked this, uh, this guy if he knew if there was anything. Uh, I, I asked a guy if he worked there, and he says, no, I don't work here. And then I was walking, okay, well, let me see if I can find somebody, because I was going to ask it, somebody if they knew anything. And this person says, well, I don't work here, but what you got? <laughs> so I told him what was going on. I told him what, I was, what was going on, and he said, he says, let me tell you, I had, I had a similar problem with some type of bird. I can't remember what type of bird. He says, and I had heard that owls will, will uh, uh, turn, uh, scare them away. And so I printed off, I printed off on a piece of paper uh, an owl, and it was in my, on my porch, and I put it there, and that bird never came back. <laughs> And, uh, and he says, I think, he says, I think Atwoods has these plastic uh, owls if you'll go to Atwoods. Well, I, it's like, okay, well, I, I just asked somebody there, do you guys have owls? Yeah, we have owls. And so I went over there and, and I got the owl, brought it back, and it worked. 
And it worked. Now, here's, here's the moral of the story. I could have said, no way. I'm looking for something supernatural. God's going to make this happen. God's going to do this. No, no, no. You know, people will do that. They're believing God for a job. And it's like, no, God, or believing God for money. And God gives them extra overtime or whatever. No, I'm believing God for something. No, God's saying, I've got something supernatural that's happening. Quit looking for the spectacular. Yes, amen. And so I could, have, I could have resisted that whole idea about the owl. and think, that's so stupid. But let me tell you something. I heard from God. I heard it from that customer. God spoke to me. And he said, get an owl. Get an owl. No, you laugh. I'm telling you. I believe I heard from God. I prayed. I asked God to help me take care of this. I heard from God. I acted on it. And guess what? It bore fruit. Now, took care of this building. Still had problems on other buildings. Now, we have three owls. We have one at this door, the back door, and the front door. So if you come during the week and you see the owls, you know why they're there. Let's pray. Father, thank you. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you for